0: This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to HASociety.com forward slash masterclass. Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Good morning. I am talking to you guys today about genetic variants. Why is her recovery happening sooner? Why is she getting her period back sooner? Why did she not have to gain as much weight as me? Why can she get her period back and work out at the same time? All questions that I have heard, or just concerns, worries, and fears that I have heard many, many times over and over again. And so you've probably had that thought. You've probably had that thought. You've probably been scrolling and seen someone recover and they've posted it as a selfie and they've been like, I got my period back. Um, And you're looking at them and you're like, but she's so thin or she's so much thinner than me. Or... Someone posting and saying, you know, I got my peer back and I never had to stop training. All of these things, they can be really challenging and damaging because it creates an, a whoa me effect. But what we need to be looking at is the oh me effect. You are unique, right? So in many ways, you're not, you know, I talk about unicorn syndrome. I talk about, there's no like special way that recovery is not gonna work for you because you're special, no. But there certainly is genetic variance that says your recovery is going to look wildly different. So let's look at it this way. We are more than happy to acknowledge that everyone else has a different physiology. When we look at athletics, for example, we know that like Olympians have a different physiology, right? Like a tennis player, they can process the speed of a ball coming at them significantly faster than someone who is an amateur or who has never played tennis random example (laughs) like people are good at different things because of slightly different genetic variances and we're happy to accept that and we're also happy to accept that some of those people are born with that and some of those people can develop that. So I'm going to go down both of these rabbit holes for a bit. First of all, you are born with a genetic blueprint that determines certain things like whether or not you have slow twitch muscle fibers or fast twitch muscle fibers, meaning whether you are someone who could run for longer or someone who maybe wouldn't run for longer but has more explosive power in one fast movement, like a distance runner versus an Olympic weightlifter. You know, that's a genetic variance that each of us have and are born with. Then there's the trained kind where if you do something from a young age forever, you're more adapted genetically to be that way. And we've all got something like that, and this includes our metabolism. If you ate a certain way or had a certain relationship with food or with exercise or had a certain routine, if you were a child athlete, if you were not All of these things actually play a role in determining the makeup of your body today and who you are today. And so this makes sense that recovery would look different for you and other people will have a more resilient menstrual cycle, a more resilient mindset, more resilient just body overall when it comes to illness or when it comes to stressful situations. This is just how it is. And so there's nothing you can do about how you grew up and there's nothing you can do about how she grew up, but maybe that plays a role in why her period came back while she was doing exercise and why yours isn't. Your metabolism also comes into play here. So what if you have, based on your genetics, based on you know how you grew up and how your metabolism has been affected and based on how your metabolism has been affected in the last five or 10 years based on how you've been chronically dieting or chronically exercising, right? The effect on your metabolism is different to hers based on how you got there in the first place. So how you get out of it is going to look different as well. This is obvious, right? When you think about it that way, when you can just take your mind out of like one-to-one comparison and remember just how differently your journey was up until this point, when you could take yourself out of that position, it's much easier to rationally think about you know, why this doesn't mean anything bad about you or good or special about you. Okay, so if we take into account that everything about us is unique based on factors that we can't control and comparing ourselves to others is just like a completely moot and Of no value point. It doesn't work. I mean, have, you know, clients who might talk about like, yeah, but you know, my sister doesn't have this issue or my mom doesn't have this issue. Or I know so many other girls who are just so similar to me for XYZ, like they're also gymnasts or whatever, and they don't have this problem. And I have to bring it back to the only thing you have in common with that person is that she's your sister and you have similar DNA, but you don't have the same. The only thing you have in common with that person is that you run or the only thing that you have in common with that person is that you also have the same condition like Hashimoto's or something and that's all that everything else is different and you are narrowing in on the things about you that are similar and that is moot that is not enough evidence to say that you should have your period by now or you should be able to do what she did so if we understand that we think about the hypothalamus as a boss and we think about the body is a company, like imagine it's a big skyscraper and at the top right here, the boss sits in his window or her window that has a beautiful view of everything around it, right? It's the best spot in the house and she calls the shots and everyone else's body is the same. Everyone else has a different skyscraper in the city and they have a different boss at the top calling the shots. Now, with every company being different, not having any idea what any of the other companies are doing, that boss is making decisions about where to allocate resources, which is money, budgeting, right? And if you ever worked in a corporate environment, you'll understand this analogy perfectly. But they are sitting at their desk and they're thinking, okay, the next quarter, this is where we need to go. This is what needs to improve. And this is what needs to keep running smoothly. I'm going to allocate funds over here and funds over here and funds over here. And this is gonna hopefully get us to our goal. And that boss knows more than you know about what needs work and what doesn't. So your boss, (laughs) your hypothalamus, is allocating energy resources or the resources it has from the energy that you're giving it to different places that you have no say in. So you can't just say, I'm gonna eat all these calories and can you please send that to my reproductive organs? It just doesn't work that way it is sending resources to where it believes it needs to go and for some people it's saying we need to store um, excess body fat before we even start producing hormonal activity. Some people's body says we're ready to produce hormonal activity first and body fat later. Some people's Uh, We're ready to have your hair stop falling out. We're ready to regulate your temperature. And some is let's do it all at once. Like the amount of resources you have and the decisions that your brain is making in order to allocate them somewhere is totally unique and you're unconscious to it. Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back look it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things but in our practice what we tend the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit Or that it's something that we're doing. Whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body. Or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal. And like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it, and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off And you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off, or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's thehasociety.com forward slash blind spot, and it will be waiting for you there but that's what's happening. So I hope that analogy makes sense, right? That you're unique, your brain is making unique decisions based on what it believes you need. And I know it's painful sometimes to see people whose brains have decided that hormonal activity could switch on before excess body fat storage, but you need to trust that that's what's best for you. If that's the decision that your body needs to make, right? Body fat is your friend, it is an organ. It has an amazing nervous system inside of it. It's not just this like weird excess blob that's like on your body. That's not what it is. It's actually a living, breathing organ. It contributes to immune system. It contributes to hormone function. I'm talking about this one because it's like the number one thing most people are thinking about. And you just need to be grateful and thankful for what it's doing, which I know is hard. But if you think about it in this way, that your body is calling the shots based on the information it has and what it knows is best for you, when you can trust in that, it's going to really help. So I hope this was helpful. It was just kind of like I thought of this concept this morning. I wanted to talk about it. So I haven't planned it very well, but I really, really hope that it helps you because I know that comparison, it's not helping anyone through this time. And I encourage you to stop scrolling and stop listening to maybe the stories of others if you're really struggling too much with self-comparison and start focusing in on yourself and coming to terms with yourself and your, your unique needs and then go with that mindset with that tool in your toolbox then you can go and watch and be motivated by other people's recovery okay guys have a really great week. Please subscribe to this channel. Please go listen to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast. Anyway, you listen to podcasts. And come and check us out on Instagram at Danny Sheriff or the AJ Podcast. See y'all next week. Hey there. It's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking all of us at the HA Society are and that's the method that we use, You know, just using a good old thermometer, We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify your whether or not you are pregnant. So, whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, Temp Drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So, track your ovulation in real time with the Temp Drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think, too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout. That will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition beef liver capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the H.A. Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use H.A. Society just H.A. Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code H.A. Society